<laughs> hey, how are you? All right, and yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, doing my thing, hustling, as you say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to play the theme song. We do the show, then I play the theme song, and then I hang up. Okay, let me turn it See if I can turn this volume. Okay, so. Right. Okay, go ahead. All right. Detroit, welcome to the D, baby. That's the theme song, Detroit Love, from my first album, The Jail Lit Spirits. Welcome to another episode of The Middle Ground with J.O. Lee, where we treat you like family. Have a good friend coming to the show. Yes. A fellow Wayne State warrior. Budget analyst, too. Hockey coach, player, and small business owner, Adrian Breck. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Awesome. So get the audience a little background about yourself. A little background about myself. Okay, so... I am from Detroit. Um, I was born in Berrien Springs on the west side of the state, though. But I went to high school and middle school in Detroit. I graduated from Mumford High School, um, class in 97, where I was a proud band geek. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and I graduated from Eastern with a degree in accounting. Um, what else? I am an artist, I'm a hockey player, I'm a creator and maker, small business owner, I'm a backpacker, a hiker, all those all those things. Great stuff. I'm gonna ask you a few basic questions about yourself. Okay. The first one, what led you to the path of budget analyst too? Well, that really started for me probably when I was in college. Um, I graduated from Eastern, but I actually um, did a year at at Wayne State. And when I was at Wayne State, I was actually um, studying to become a psychologist, a psychiatrist. I wanted to go to med school, but it ended up being that Wayne State was not the best fit for me at the time. Um, and so I ended up transferring to Eastern and Eastern didn't have, you know, the same types of programs. And so I, I, I kind of fell into accounting around a, a and around about way because I was working um, at this place called Pumpernickels um, up at Eastern. And I was uh, I started off on the line making sandwiches and then I was on the cash register. And so when I got on the cash register, it ended up just being this thing where my drawers were always perfect. I never had any, (laughs) no over shorts with my, um, with my drawers. And so I was asked after a semester of working on the cash register, they asked me, did I want to come up and work in the cash office? And I said, sure, I will, you know, stop making sandwiches and come up with <laughs> office. And so I ended up being a person, I ended up being the student payroll manager and I was responsible for wow. doing all the payroll for the various shops 
um, that were in um, McKinney Union, which I think has a different purpose now, but it was food service, you know, shops and stuff. It was like, you know, one of those locations where everybody comes to eat and stuff. So there was a lot going on. So I ended up um, doing that. And then it would basically be this thing where they, if, if there was a problem or something, they'd say, give it to Adrian. She can figure it out. Adrian will figure out why your drawer is short. Adrian will figure out why this thing doesn't match. She'll tell you what happened. And so anytime people would ask me, like, what's your major? And I'd say, oh, my major is psychology. I'm going into education. I was going to be, I was going to be a teacher at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and people would just be like, why isn't your major accounting? Um, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going into education. My major, <laughs> my major is psychology. I love psychology. You know, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and then it ended up being where once I got into the major, they were discouraging people from having psychology as your focus um, for your education major because basically they were getting feedback from previous graduates that it was hard for those people who had a focus on psychology to actually get jobs because psychology is an elective science as opposed to a required science like say biology or chemistry didn't know that um right and so when you start talking about high school Psychology is not like everybody has to take biology, everybody has to take chemistry, but everybody mm-hmm. doesn't have to take psychology. So what they wanted was for us to change our majors to another more palatable science like biology or chemistry. And then um, and then you could also be able to teach psychology, but you might have one psychology class and then the rest of your classes would be your biology or chemistry and I was like um skirt absolutely not <laughs> I, I like whoever I'm like whoever uh thinks that biology and psychology are have similarities in that way are no so I started thinking about how everyone was always saying hey why isn't your major accounting why isn't your major accounting and I was like well I think I'm gonna change my major to accounting and so ended up changing my major to accounting and you know the rest is long history because I'm one of those people who took that that break I like to call I like to refer to my uh to my college education as you know the first round and second round you know the first hey, I've been there when you stay in the dorms and you're with all your friends and you you know you hang out and you go to parties and everything and then the second round is when you're off campus and you have an apartment and you're and you're working full time and you got to grind the school part time. So I have I have two very different um, college experiences under my belt. So it was a very round. It was very roundabout how I ended up um, doing that. It was basically just because I I loved doing payroll. I loved doing the labor and percentage reports. I, um, reconciling wow. and doing audits on the safe, and I love I loved all of that stuff. So I figure I should go into accounting. Yeah, I had to have learned to have a taste for accounting because numbers all day just too much. <laughs> all superheroes. <laughs> well, it's not. It's it's it's. I usually like to tell people that accounting is more of a language than it is. Like people think that you have to be really great in math. And do you need to have math skills? 
obviously. But accounting for me to describe it as more of a language, I think that 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 tends to make sense to people because it's not necessarily about what you're adding, what you're putting together, you know, the, the math, the adding percentages, all that stuff you learn pretty early on in your education. It's the rules. It's the when you can add these things together as far as like, you know, time periods. It's the, it's the how you categorize things together to group things together so that they make sense so when you when you put it like that it's kind of for me it's it's more it's more like a language to me as far as when you can do stuff than it is like oh accounting you must be really good in math it's like eh, I wouldn't I I'm not bad in math I'm good I'm good at math but I'm always reluctant to say that because I think I it creates I think it creates expectations <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't good at math, so I had to get coached up. I had a good tutor. So I can understand it is a language. And it's kind of simple because everybody wants to make some money, so you need to be able to count your own money. Think of it that way, basically. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those things where no matter what, they need somebody to, 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 to take care of the money. They need somebody to to monitor and, and, and manage and make sure that everything is on the right, on the right mm-hmm. track. So it's you know it's different in in different places but that basic need you know that needs to be fulfilled is 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 there so yeah you don't have any no brown moment (laughs) why the money ain't right right everybody everybody (laughs) needs somebody every organization needs somebody to make sure that the money is, is is right and so that's I like to to say my brain is balanced like um I have an analytical side of my brain, but I'm also extremely creative. And so I get my analytical side, you know, out, you know, while I'm at work and, you know, looking at budgets and and doing that kind of stuff. And then I come home and I get to be creative and I am, you know, a maker, a maker of things and a a doer of things, if you will. Okay. Did you face any obstacles getting to this point? Um, I think, I think for me, it was a big, it was a big decision for me to, to, to change my major just because there, there's such a huge difference between psychology and accounting. And it was a, it was a big, it was a big culture shock for me because, um, if you think about something like psychology and education, those are people who are about explaining things. They're about exp- they're about mm-hmm. that 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 communication. It's a different type of communication. And when you start talking about um, something like accounting, um, a lot of people don't realize how social and how like group oriented, how project oriented accounting is nowadays. But you end up with a lot of like uh, kind of antisocial people sometimes in 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 school. Once you get out of school, you kind of like you get into it and you realize that, you know, accountants are, are, you know, they're crazy people. You know, we're a wild and we're a wild and crazy bunch, just like the other group. But I think in when you're in college, sometimes people think that they they want to go into the numbers because they think that that's going to kind of take them away from the people 
and it's really it's 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 really not like that but so in college I went from being having a major where you talk like psychology right you're, you're talking about mm-hmm. things you're discussing things and then I you know to change my major from that to to accounting was really drastic for me and it I, I struggled with it um, it didn't come easy to me but because of the job that I had had um, I kind of knew that once I got on the other side of it that I was going to be okay but the education part of it for me was was a struggle um, because it was just so different um, from my personality um, as far as trying to be an effective the communication style was just was different for me so that was that was a struggle that was that was a big obstacle and also you know just my general my generalized confidence issues (laughs) you know I tend to think that I tend to think that if if there's something that that I can do then it's not necessarily a complicated thing to do and so it's basically just me um, not giving myself the credit that I deserve um, of the things that I'm that I'm able to do because I'm holding these assumptions in my head that well anybody could do it. And I've recently really just leaned into the fact that that is not true. That I you know that I'm a talented person. That I that I can do things that other people can't do. And and you know and that I have that that I have that gift. And that I should, you know, that I should be confident about that. But that has been that something that I that I struggle with is something that I have to remind myself. But mm-hmm. I also am kind of like, it doesn't matter that you're a nervous ninny. It doesn't matter that you that you're anxious <laughs> about it. Uh, I I okay. like mm-hmm. that I run at a, a a level like a seven normally on the anxiety scale. I'm just you know just kind of like just walking around, just being nervous. But for me, being nervous or having, you know, um, any types of fears or anything, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that's not a valid reason for you not to do the thing that you want to do. So if you want to do it, even though you're nervous about it, that's not a reason. It's kind of like that thing where just because you don't feel like doing something, not feeling like doing something Mm -hmm. is not in itself a valid reason for you to not do it. Like you, you might need to do it anyway. It might be the thing that you need. That might be the very thing that you need to do is the thing that you don't feel like doing. And so I'm just like kind of lean into that when it comes to you know being creative. Like you know how like I started a business over the over the panorama. You know being at home and really needing like outlets and creativity i just kind of got back into all of my creative things and so i decided i'm gonna start i'm gonna start a business and so that's something that i've been you know working on and i've just learned so much learned about you know graphic design and building a website and you know i've always been a jewelry maker and stuff so just doing all that kinds of stuff and having to have conversations with myself about my talent and about how I'm talented and about how there is space and there's room for me to be successful at these things and just kind of, you know, being confident about my abilities and about uh, just 
getting to where I getting to where I go, where I want to go and just having confidence on that on that path. Well, since you brought up that question, I was going to ask, name your business. Oh, the name of my business is called The Vibrant Hippie. And the website? It's uh, it's the vibe. It's thevibranthippie.com. Okay. Yep. Gotta get your plug out here. It. And I have an um, I have an Instagram by the same by the same name, The Vibrant Hippie. I feel like I felt like that was something that kind of um, just kind of described me, you know, just being like this person who's, you know, a very creative person, but also a very analytical person, but a person who likes to, to hike and a person who likes to be outdoors. But, you know, just all of these, you know, all of these things about myself and, you know, and so I, I wanted to have a name that I felt like was, was representative of you know, me and, and, and my, you know, my style and the, the type of energy that I want to be able to, to put out when people interact with me. What all do you sell? Um, so right now I'm just working on, I'm working on my inventory, but I am making earrings and um, I am doing t-shirts and I like to do um, all kinds of just designs. I, I do everything. I decorate jewelry boxes and I do you know but that the dazzle uh, Kleenex boxes I make ornaments I love just I just am a creator of, of things and I just I I love it and awesome. so and I I used to think that if I could do it that that meant that it was something that was easy to do but it's like no like that's not true the things that you're doing are not things that everybody can do and just because there are other people that may be doing it doesn't make it easy. And that doesn't mean that it's not, that there's not room for you. Like sometimes, you know, when we're, when we're stepping out, we, we, we convince ourselves that the, the market is saturated so that we don't have to go to that scary True. place. And so for me, it's like, it's just a constant telling myself that the market is not saturated, that you, make beautiful things and, and 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 people will enjoy your things and they and your things will make people happy and that they deserve to to be in the world i felt like that about my music when i first started mm-hmm. but i realized well god gave you a time you got to use it get over exactly. yourself exactly and there's so many things and for me it's like wanting to really make sure that um that i contribute something that i leave you know that i leave a mark that i um that i'm just that i'm helpful you know what i'm saying like being here you know and so that's all the things that i'm trying to do you know with hockey and with my business and everything it's really just about me making sure that 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 I take up space in the world and just being comfortable and leaning into the fact that that I can take up space like that that's okay that I'm that I'm here and that I deserve you know good things and deserve to be able to take up space and make a mark and and, and have an impact you know on the on on this place now how did you find a love for hockey I find that unique. I actually fell in love with hockey in high school. I didn't know any of the rules, but 
I was in the marching band when I was in high school and my mm-hmm. um, my band director, the wonderful Mr. Wilkins, um, John Wilkins, he's retired now, but he was the alumni um, band band director for University of Michigan. And so one of the things that he arranged was every year we would have um, kind of a field trip where we would get to go and be the pep band for um, for U of M's hockey games. And I don't know if you know anything about um, U of M and their hockey program, but they have a fantastic, um, a, a very, very uh, good hockey program. And, oh, learn um, something new. <laughs> they have a, a very good distinguished hockey program. And so basically I say that to say is when you go to um, go to a game, even though they're student athletes, you are seeing top tier hockey. You are seeing great hockey. And so because we had to do that, because that was we had to, because that was the thing that we got to do, because he only took the best of the best of us. You oh, know, wow. um yeah, they made I played the, I played the cymbals in the percussion <laughs> in the percussion section, um, and you know he took the he took the best of us, and we got to learn all the cheers, you know, and we got to and then we got to watch that hockey game, and I was just like, this is amazing. And as a person who has a very strong fear of falling, oh, I just no. have always had a lot of just respect and awe for just skating and ice skating in general. And um, and so I, I didn't know I didn't know the rules, but if you ask me what was my sport, what sport do I like, I'm gonna say hockey because I was just it was just the most amazing thing to to watch. Um, but I didn't start playing until much later because I didn't know that that was a thing that you could do. I didn't know that adults <laughs> um, played hockey if you weren't if you weren't a professional hockey player. I didn't know that there were places for people like me who wanted to learn, you know, um, but, you know, a close friend of mine uh, told me about it and he said, you know, if you, if you really, you know, want to do it because he was playing and I was like, how, you know, I'm like, and I would send him videos of, of hockey players and people skating and be like, I want to look like this. I want to be this graceful. And he's like, well, if you're really, if you're really interested, they have classes. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And so, because I would go to his games, I would go to his son's games, and I would just, you know, the first, he was, he's the one who taught me the rules. And the first time that I recognized, like, a play, like, see what was happening, it was just the most amazing thing. And it just opened up the whole game. Like, when you know hockey is wonderful to watch, when you know the rules and you know what you're looking at, it is just the most wonderful. It is the most wonderful sport ever. It's my favorite. It's pretty cool come playoff time. It is. But also for 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 me, every possession, every pass, you know, turnover, all the things that they do, I think they make it look so easy that if you are not a person who skates or if you've never tried it before, you just really have no idea the, the, the talent that you're looking at and the lifetime of work that you're looking at because they just make it look so effortless. They skate like they walk. Um, and so I would agree. Just, 
it's just it's just amazing and so i'm i'm always excited to do that that's that's me leaning into my nervousness because i do have a fear of of falling and i get really nervous before um before it's time for me to play even though i've been playing for a few years now i still get really nervous before every game you know i just want to have a good game and i just want to be a good teammate and i want to do you know um I want to do what, what my team needs me to do to help us, you know, accomplish our goal. And so I just get, I get really nervous, but for me, it's kind of like, nope, that doesn't matter. Be nervous, but be there, you know, like be nervous mm-hmm. and it's okay for you to be nervous, but also be in it. And now so, have you fallen, gotten that out the way? So you can have, keep going? Have I what? Fallen while you play? Oh, absolutely. It out the way? It's a oh, part no. of the game. The, the professionals, the professionals fall all the time. It's kind of like if you don't fall, sometimes are you even trying? Did you even, <laughs> did you really try to get that puck? If you didn't okay. fall, you know, and if you didn't, you know, it's like it's a it's a part of it. And the best the best players fall, and that's one of the first things that they teach you. Like when you're like the kids when they're learning, and when you take a class, mm-hmm. one of the first things that they they teach you is falling and how to fall because they don't want you to be afraid to fall because falling is a part of the process and if you that's how you find out where your edge is that's how you find out where your limit is you have to kind of go a little past it and then you you recognize that feeling and then that's how you know this is where you're supposed to be because it's it's that that wildness that's that one second before it's too far it's that that razor's edge before it's too far and then you just live there okay so it's, it's so have you ran people against the the wall? <laughs> well, technically speaking, we I do play in a co ed, no checking, no fighting league, which okay. basically means that um so checking is basically um a tool to to get possession of the puck, right? So you mm-hmm. you know it's you can knock someone who has possession, you can knock them off the puck and so that you have an opportunity to take it or someone else on your team has an opportunity to take it. So it's, it's a tool in the toolkit, but even though we're not allowed to do that, it's still a very physical game. There's still, um, there's still a lot of contact and there's still a lot of, um, you know, pushing and everything like that. So we, we don't tend to fight much and we don't, we don't knock each other up against the boards like the professionals do because we all got to go to work in the morning. (laughs) And then, you, you know, you don't, you don't want to have to explain, you know, and, and we've had people hurt. Like I have, I've had people Ooh. on my team that were out, you know, because they, they got hurt, but we love it so much. Like they're right back in it. I don't know anybody so far that um, has gotten hurt that has been like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore because for better or for worse, you know, we, we love it. Um, hockey has a very, it's a very special community. Um, I think hockey, the hockey community is different from, from other sports just because hockey is such a big commitment. It's a, it's an expensive sport to play comparatively speaking. Yeah. All that gear y'all wear. The gear that we wear, it's very specialized gear. Like when I have conversations with people, I always say, you know, if we wanted to play a game of basketball or if we wanted to play a game of football or soccer or tennis or baseball, we could make a run to Meyer right now, get everything that we needed, go out to a field 
and start playing and people driving by would know what it was right we mm-hmm. could pick up everything we could get the ball we could get you know everything that we needed but hockey is is very specialized the gear is very specialized and you know when you start talking about ice hockey no matter what you need the ice and so that has a cost to maintain it and so that you know by definition just makes it more expensive so what happens is that because you have to be committed right so you say Mm -hmm. my these shoulder like there's nothing else that i can use it for as opposed to if you buy a pair of basketball shoes and you stop playing basketball you can probably you can use those you know you buy basketball shorts and you you don't play basketball anymore like we've all got a pair of basketball shorts yeah wear around the house basketball (laughs) i've got several pairs of basketball shorts um but hockey is very specialized so basically we we're we're a tight kind of community because all of us have a certain level of threshold of commitment Mm -hmm. and so that makes us just really like connected and really um family you know it, it feels more like it feels more family oriented especially when you start talking about like youth and everything like that because the parents like you're in it like that's a bill that's an expense if your kid is playing hockey you know you're you're coming you're coming out of fun you're coming out of funds and so um i'm that i'm 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 very happy because i'm i'm gonna be a coach (laughs) yes that's that's awesome like the 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 idea of it for me is just, it's mind blowing that that's something that is on the horizon for me, just because I still get nervous every time I play. But I think that that makes me the perfect person to, you know, to, to speak to the kids and to speak to parents who are nervous and everything and say, you know, it's fine that your kid is nervous. It's fine that, that, that you're nervous because you know what? We can do it anyway. We don't have to have that be a thing that stops us from from moving forward you know maybe who you, you be coaching hmm? who you be coaching so i don't know really because um basically what it is is that detroit pal is doing a hockey program they're bringing hockey back to um you know to detroit and and so it's it's really cool because one of the things about hockey is that that barrier especially when you start talking about the community and, and people in Detroit is that that financial barrier is, is huge. And so what pal has been able to do is partner with other organizations and kind of um, take some of that barrier, that cost um, out of the equation so that we can get kids, uh, you know, kids of different backgrounds. Hockey is very, I love hockey. Hockey is my favorite sport, but there is no denying that hockey is probably one of the least diverse. Hockey is mostly true. It's, 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 it's a very Caucasian, it's very white sport. And so um, I think for me, uh, my thing is that, and the mantra that I've kind of held in my head is that, you know, hockey deserves diversity. And so I think all the studies have shown that when, when things are more diverse, they mm-hmm. are better, um, you know, they're better for, for all involved. And so to me, I think hockey is wonderful. I think hockey deserves the benefit of, of having that diversity. And I'm so excited about being able to contribute to helping, you know, diversify and helping introduce more people to this, this sport that I think is just so amazing. Yeah, I found it fascinating that 
a black woman plays hockey. You told me like I honestly all into it. Like this I know, is, and this I love cool. it so much. I have really I light up. I can talk about hockey all day and all night. But when I tell you that I can count on one hand the amount of people that I have seen that look like me, and sometimes it's like it's it's sad. Um, and so I really want to help. I want to see more women. I want to see more black and brown women in hockey. I want to see more black and brown people in just in general playing the sport. You know, we're we're good at sports, you know? Like we're True. good at all kinds of things, but we're good at sports. But I think that like we don't know about hockey. A lot a lot of people don't know about hockey and they don't know about hockey as an option because of those barriers and because of things like not having a rink. Like if you go out to a lot of the suburbs you know, there's a neighborhood rink. And one of the things that people do in the neighborhood is go ice skating. And it's easy, if you go ice skating, it's easy to, to fall into seeing hockey or your friends play hockey or you go to a mm-hmm. school that has a hockey team and it's an option. But if you go, like Mumford didn't have a hockey team, like that wasn't something that yeah. was ever, that I cool, didn't even know was existed or was an option not to say that i would have participated i was a different person when i was younger i was the girl who liked to hide in the locker room during gym and read books that oh wow okay that is what and that's that's why that's why i think that it's amazing and i'm excited to be able to you know be a coach and to help the kids because i can tell them like hey like it doesn't matter who you think you are you can be whatever you want if you want to do this you can do this because when I was in middle school my my um gym teacher God rest his soul the the thing that he did the favor that he did me because he cared about me was not making me dress for gym he let me stay in that locker room and read my books and have peace and he made me come out. If there was something that I he thought I would want to do, he would say, hey, we're going to do this today if you want to dress, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I used to come out and do was floor hockey. And I, so even, like, I didn't, I didn't think about it as a thing. But when I think back to when I was in middle school. We did I, that. <laughs> I, I did. I did come. I did dress. On the very rare instances that I would dress, I did dress for floor hockey. And so... But yeah, I was not. I didn't want. I didn't want to be outside. I didn't want to like, like we used to go camping. I thought it was torture, and now I'm like, <laughs> I've been backpacking in the Grand Canyon. Wow, and, and you know, and all of these things, and 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 I love it. And I'm always looking forward to the next opportunity I have to do those things. I I was afraid of of the gym and and traumatized by athletics when I was younger and now I play on a hockey team and you know I coached a baseball a little t-ball baseball uh team a few years ago and now it's like who are you and so yeah so I I think that you know I think that it's good for me to be able to be out there and be able to to kind of show people and and tell people that you know, no matter what you think you are, you can be whatever you want to be. You just kind of have to change your mindset and 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 give yourself permission. I think that sometimes True. people think that you have to, in order for you to do something, that you have to get past 
um, any fears or apprehension that you have. And that's not true. You can, you can push yourself to do things in spite of being nervous about it. You just can't let you being nervous about it stop you from doing it. Um, a lot of people, when they get nervous about stuff, they use that as a reason why they, why they don't do it or why they shouldn't That's do so it. That's so true. And me, I'm just like, nope, I'm nervous about it. Yep, watch me, watch me breathe and have a and, and have a panic attack and hyperventilate a little <laughs> bit. You know what I'm saying? I'll be over here in this corner and I'll see you on the ice because I'm doing it anyway. Hey, I stuck. And I'm gonna have video. fun. You're gonna see me with a big old smile on my face. You know, once I push through it. I mean, my producer had to get me comfortable because when I got back to doing music, horrible. <laughs> He played some of his first stuff and like, ooh, like, see, it's a process. You got to get comfortable and find you. Yes. And once you find you, you keep working at it and you get better at it. Like, okay, I guess I can do this again. And with anything, you got to find your comfort. Even when you're You have to give yourself permission to be, to, to work the process. You have to give yourself permission to be, to be average, you know, because mm -hmm. for me, I... I didn't know it, but apparently they tell me, the people say that I am a perfectionist. And I mm -hmm. thought I couldn't be a perfectionist because I don't do things perfect. They're not, they're not perfect. But that's not really what it is. You know, it's a, a being a perfectionist can can keep you from starting something if you if you don't think that you can do it well. You know, if you and so for me it's kind of like getting you know, getting rid of that perfectionist mentality and allowing myself to to not feel like I need to be the best at something, but that to be happy and proud of myself for, you know, the growth that I have and mm -hmm. that I'm able to do without um, without punishing myself to the point where I steal my own joy um, because yeah. I'm not the best, you know, skater on my team or, you know, I, I maybe I made a mistake or something. Um, but I, I think athletics, sports, and, and stuff like that, I think that's that's something for me that I just think everybody benefits from. Like, people people downplay sports and they downplay it, but I think that being on a team and being a part of something and, you know, that's that involves other people and having to work with other people to accomplish uh, goals is a life skill that so Absolutely. many adults are, are lacking. You know, it's like, um, you didn't play sports when you were a kid and I, and it shows, right? Like you don't know how to be on a team. And we all know if you've been to college or even in high school and definitely at work, that it's all about the team. It's all about the group projects. Yep. Got to sacrifice for the greater good. And, and being, and, and being on a team. And I think hockey is, hockey is the ultimate team sport. Because if you think about it, when a goal is scored for hockey, the person who scored the goal gets credit, but the two people who touched the puck before that person also get credit. That's how important that teamwork is that, you know, there potentially could be for one goal, there could be three people accumulating points. That's yeah. it's the, ultimate, right. it's the ultimate team sport and, and you work together and, you know, and it's not just about you being in the right spot. Like other people have to, everybody's got to know what's going on and, and, and be able to know 
how what what's happening next what's gonna happen where we should be and all of those skills are skills that are that carry forth into no matter what you're gonna do um as an adult and they 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 those are skills that are are very transferable and to be able to teach those to to kids and help kids get there it's it's amazing so i'm i'm excited yeah, definitely helps you not be selfish or self-conscious about a lot of stuff because your teammate might say, I get you there, but you can do better. We believe in you. Right. And that that'd be encouraging somebody. Right. And and to allow yourself to be to allow yourself to be encouraged by, you know, like I definitely have um I'll say like my people who encourage me and I don't even hold back to like I yes, I'm like, yes, give me positive reinforcement. If I'm doing something and you like that, you want me to be doing more of that, let me know. And so, you know, that all of that, that communication, the, you know, the teamwork, all of that is, those are, those are life skills for sure. That's very true. You are very multi-talented. I like to, I like to be, I like to be balanced. I like to, to do, I like to do the things. So yeah, like even even now as we've been talking, I've been working on um, <laughs> earrings and stuff. I, I wonder if you're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been kind of carving them because the earrings that I'm doing now, I'm working the material that I'm working with now is it's a clay material, it's a type of clay material, okay. and I use molds um, to get the shapes that I want. And so depending on the molds. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to kind of just clean up the shape and make it look, you want it to look as neat and as clean as possible. So um, it's my, it's one of my favorite parts. I love, like I have an exacto knife and I'm just like cleaning up all the edges and, you know, and it's also, you know, it's a thing to help keep me calm, you know, because I, like I said, I'm a nervous ninny. So I, you know, um, I was like, oh, what are we going to talk about? Knowing that I was just going to, you know, talk you, you know, talk you to pieces like I always do. Yeah, we're just going to chop it up. That's all. But, but about even you. so, I was like, okay, well, I'll make sure that I have this to do. And so that will give me something to do to kind of make me just, you know. Now, at the vibranthippie.com, if someone went there wanted to buy merchandise is you have stuff ready to be sold um nope not yet i'm still working on it what people can do is there's a place on the on the website where they can put their email address in there Mm -hmm. and then um the website should be going live very soon okay so what i'm going to do is i'm just going to send an email to everybody who's interested you know, and, and also, you know, if you're, if some people, if they're local, you know, they can reach out and email me and I'll, I'll, and I'll respond. But yeah, but the website should be local. I mean, should be live really, really soon. Um, okay. And I'm just gathering um, emails and stuff for people and then I'll let everybody know when it's live. Yeah, I'm it's definitely going there so I can support. Huh? I'm going there so I can support. Thank you. I appreciate you. Well, Got to support each other. Got to. We do. We do. And and for me, the fact that I could even, that it's even a possibility for something that I enjoy. I've been making jewelry and doing things since, um, since I was a kid. I got my first bead kit when I was, what, like 10? 
making okay. necklaces and making earrings. I've had people say, oh my gosh, those earrings that you're wearing are so cute. Oh, I made them. How much do you want from, from them? I will buy them from you right now. And somehow I still managed to have a confidence issue about whether doing this was something that I could do. And I just kind of took all of my my hockey energy and all of that, doing things in spite of being nervous about it and was just like, you know what? I am going to do this. And it's been so it's been so exciting creating things and making something from nothing. And I've gotten into graphic design and designing t-shirts and just everything like that. And I just, I can't wait. I'm so excited um, to be yeah, able to put it awesome. all out there and have people see it and, and, and kind of just, you know, make my little, make my little contribution to the world and, yeah. you know, and just, yeah. Cause just, you, I got to get merchandise for the, for the podcast. I could be wearing it. Oh, <laughs> I gotta get on your level. You doing? Big I mean, things. yeah. I mean, it's it's you just gotta lean into it because now, now, all you have to do is have the desire and be willing to put in the you know the research because things used to be like really difficult because it was hard to learn how to do things and now mm-hmm. we have so many tools. Oh, man. So many things that we can drastically reduce our learning curves. Some of these things you used to have to apprentice for. You used to have to already know someone who did it, and then you had to be able to be where they were, and then you had to have time yeah. for to be physically with them in order for them to show you what it was that they that they did. You have to know specialized people to get the materials, and now it's YouTube. not like that. And you know, and if you if you have the desire. You know, um, and and a lot of people don't, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But also, but if you do, those barriers are not are not there. And so, all you have to do is, you know, make the, you know, is make the make the the track, make the decision, and then learn everything that you can learn so you can reduce your learning curve. Yeah, I go to YouTube in a minute. Like someone had to make a video, show enough, like. Great yeah. adventure. Yep. And I've watched so many videos because when I tell you that I'm doing like like um it's called typography typography, typography. Like okay. you do like t shirts and you know, all these little, you know, quirky little sarcastic little sayings that are always coming out of my mouth. I'm like the world is that. going to the world is going to enjoy that. They're going to enjoy that. Yeah, I can so see you're you doing be that. able to wear one of my t-shirts. Like a person will be able to wear one of my t-shirts and then and, and be snarky, and then also, you know, have a pair of earrings. And you know, I'm I'm probably gonna do some necklaces and you know and okay. stuff like that too, because that's just like that's my wheelhouse. Like I've been doing that type of stuff since I was a kid, and I, I enjoy it. And also, I have a knack for looking at things and being able to figure out how they're made. I'm like, oh. I can do that and then I can but I wasn't giving myself the credit for the fact that I have that you know that level and then I'm also very creative I like to paint and I like to you know so I can mix all of that together and that's the thing that makes all of this cool is because your own individual mind's eye as a creative as an artist makes it so that 
the market can't be saturated because your thing can speak to someone you know and somebody's similar thing might not speak to them there's something about your thing and you just have to believe that there are people that are going to want your thing but you have to give it to them if you're assuming that those people aren't there so you don't put anything out there then it can never happen you just have to you know step out and and know that there are people who are going to be interested in your in your brand of whatever yeah so i was a demographic for you that put the work in and keep working at it get better at it absolutely and what's the name of your company again the vibrant hippie and the website is um the vibrant hippie.com social media ig is the vibrant hippie I have a TikTok that's the Vibrant Hippie and a Facebook that's the Vibrant Hippie. But my favorite is Instagram because that's where I kind of post the the pictures and videos of just what I'm making. And, okay. um, and so if you want to get an idea of the type of stuff that I'm going, that I'm creating and, and where my head's at as far as what I'm working on, that's a good place because I like to make little videos of the of the jewelry that I'm making or, you know, thoughts that I have on things and, and that's usually where I where I put it. So that's a really good that's a really good place if you want to see, you know, what what it is that I'm that I'm doing. Now someone wanna take their kid to the hockey, how would they do that? I would say to reach out to um to Detroit Pal um directly. You can go to their website, DetroitPal.org. Okay. And um and then just follow the the links and there and there'll be there'll be information there. Right now, um, I believe the because the program starts soon, so I think there's a waiting list for the program now. But there's awesome. nothing stopping people who are interested in getting on that waiting list. And also, this is something that um both he and I are extremely passionate about. We're extremely passionate about hockey. And we want this program, um, along with all the other people, um, we want this program to grow and we want it, we, we want to bring hockey to, you know, the, the, the kids in the community that otherwise wouldn't have access to it. And this is something that we want to continue. So we will always make room. We expect the program to get bigger and to grow. And so I would say anyone who is interested um, should definitely reach out. Um, and 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 get on that list and start getting, you know, getting themselves in the in the loop and in the know about it. And professionally, have any more goals to conquer? I'm sorry. And professionally, you have any more heights you're trying to get to? Um, for me, as far as the uh, the professional, I am really obsessed with passive income right now. Okay. So I like uh, my job as a budget analyst and, you know, what I do and what I'm responsible for. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm passionate about um, having passive income and being able to work for myself and being able to kind of just have that, that control. And so for me, when I think about what I want to do professionally, I want to be in a position to where I can have other people working with me and where I can grow to be able to really be able to contribute and, you know, to like my community and everything and just be in a position to 
awesome. be able to provide insight on on those types of things. I, everything that everything that I learn, um, I want to be able to share that. I feel like having people around me who know more than what I do has helped my learning curve drastically, mm-hmm. and I want to be in a position to be able to do that for for other people. Okay. Multi-talented artist is pretty awesome. So how did you like this experience? It was great. It was fun. It's Don't always you. fun talking we to treat you. Like family. I'm going to miss I'm going to miss our conversations, but I am so proud of what you are doing. And oh, I mean, you. I know it was a, it was a long it was a long road. I as a person who did the work full time and go to school part time, oh, I know <laughs> I know that struggle, but you, you pushed through it and now you're on to, you know, bigger and better things. And, you know, also with the, you know, with the podcast and everything, it's like, you just get to, you know, have that balance where you get to express your creative side, but then also, you know, you get to lean into the analysis and everything that you, you know, been working toward as you went to school. So I'm, I'm, I'm sad that we won't be able to have our morning conversations, but I'm so excited for you and everything that you've got on your horizon because you got big things coming for you, sir. Oh, I accept that. You know, we got to keep in contact. Have to get you back on the show again. So once you start coaching, see how it is. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I'm, I am nervous, but when I tell you that I can't even think about it without smiling big because I just, we, we did a fitting, um, a couple awesome. of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and there's nothing like seeing a five-year-old and you're putting shoulder pads on them. <laughs> That's you're pretty putting, cool. You're fitting them for, for <laughs> knee pads and measuring them for their little skates. Wow. I am such a just like like how moms, when they see little kids, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, and their eyes get all heart-filled. <laughs> like, that's, that's okay. me. And so I don't know how I'm going to manage it, but I'm just very excited um, I've already had kind of parents kind of come and talk to me like my 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 kids really nervous and you know I, I'm not sure how it's gonna be and I'm like oh don't worry I got you nobody's more nervous on the ice than me I understand <laughs> well, I gotta <laughs> so check I'm out just, the game once you coach yeah so I'm just really I'm really excited to to contribute to that to help the kids you know push through that and to see everybody and all those little those little bodies on the ice and I just I'm so excited. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Well, you've been an awesome guest. Thank you. I'm gonna play you've the been intro. Awesome host. Oh well, I try. Appreciate <laughs> your kindness. Try to make people feel comfortable so we have a nice conversation about everything about them. The problem you them did. Play. You did. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to get you back. All right. Talk about more hockey. I'll be excited to do that. Once I, you know, I'll have a lot more to like say, and I'll probably have some some good stories and stuff once, you know, once I've actually gotten in there and, and, and you know, start doing it. And then once, you know, the website's live and I'm, you know, doing stuff, there'll be lots of stories to tell. Oh, I believe it too. It's going to be awesome. And you'll have stories to tell too, because I want to know how things are going. Yeah, management's gonna be interesting. People are, are interested. You're gonna be people. so good at it, though. I'm so excited for you. Oh yeah, I, I want to make sure they want to come to work. Like Jeff, cool. I gotta get to work. I can't. Yep. Miss. We're gonna have fun. You know, there's different kinds. Sure. There's different kinds of leaders. 
You know, some people help their employees. They, 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 you want to do right by them. You want to do well for them. And to me, those are the best kind of leaders, the best kind of managers, supervisors, you know, whatever your title happens to be, is those ones that create the dynamic where you see value in what you're doing and you see value in, in, in your leadership and you mm-hmm. want to do right by them and you want to do well for them. Those are the best type of leaders, and I definitely see that, you know, in you. I know that that's the type of leader that you that you will be, because that's the type of person you are. Man, I appreciate the love. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I like Thomas, but I appreciate you. I'm definitely gonna try my best to really step up and keep it going. And and they'll see that, you know, because that's one of the worst. That's one of the worst things, you know, if you have a manager and you feel like they don't like they don't care right sometimes yeah. it's just people's styles don't necessarily link up that's but, true but one feeling that that you never want to have and is is to feel like the person like your leader is not is not invested in your in your growth or your you know or feeling like you're in a in a good spot like so you can and but just caring about that is half the battle knowing that that's something that you want to invest energy in is, is, is half the battle. So you're already there. Okay. You have an awesome weekend. Play this intro outro. All right. Until next time. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Detroit, baby. Detroit, baby. Can I